You're listening to Gruesome and Unnatural, a true crime podcast. Another episode of Gruesome and Unnatural. I'm Shelly. And I'm Eric. And this is episode 17. Yeah, almost Halloween time. It's also, it's always a bittersweet. Not bittersweet. It's just a sad thing. <laughs> I love Halloween, but it's so sad when it comes near because I gotta take it all down, all the decorations. But I love it. So we have a little Halloween murder story here for you today. Spooky. Are you ready, Eric? I am Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is the horrific murders of Adrian Michelle Insagna and Leslie Ann Mazzaro. Adrian was born December 30th, 1977 in Calistoga, California to Arlene Allen and Tony Insagna. Growing up in Calistoga her whole life, she ended up graduating from Calistoga High School in 1996. She had always been an athletic girl and she had been in the Girl Scouts since a young age. Adrian then attended Polytechnic State University located in San Luis Obispo, California. It was there where she participated in many team sports. She was then now a Girl Scout uh, troop leader, and she was an officer in the Society for Civil Engineers. She even would help design and build concrete canoes and would enter in competitions. I thought that was pretty cool. What did you say? Concrete canoes. Concrete canoes? yeah. I know I don't really know what that sounds is, like a death trap. I know I just thought that was really interesting. I don't I didn't I should have looked it up, but yeah, I totally said There's that. There's a way you'll be sleeping would... with the fishes. <laughs> oh my god! I didn't even think about. I should have looked that up. Yeah, she would help design and build concrete canoes, and she would enter them into competitions. She went on to graduate with her bachelor's degree in civil engineering in 2001. Soon after graduation, she went back to Na- uh, Napa and she got a job at Napa Sanitation District as an assistant engineer. While working, she also played volleyball, softball, and in her, her spare time as well, uh, she would volunteer for many charities. So she was just an all in all a good, good girl. Leslie was born August 1st, 1978 in Orlando, Florida to her mother, Kathy, who raised her by herself. She grew up to be a member of Greenville Ballet Company and then went on to graduate from the University of Georgia with a bachelor's degree in philosophy in 2003. While at the University of Georgia, she was on the lacrosse team on uh, the in the karate club. She was also crowned Miss Williamston in 2002. And then she competed in the Miss South Carolina pageant in 2003. And that's when she moved from South Carolina to Napa after breaking up with her boyfriend. And she got a job as a sales coordinator with Nebom Coppola Winery in Rutherford, California. Coppola. We've drinking that. Coppola, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this winery is actually run by director Francis Ford Coppola, who's the director of The Godfather. No way. Yeah. I had no idea. I was drinking The Godfather's wine? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Leslie was looking for a room to rent, and um, that's when she moved in with Adrian, and Adrian already had a roommate. Her name was Lauren Mienza, and this house was located on Dorset Street. So Rutherford is about three miles away from Napa, so, you know, her, her job at the winery wasn't too far away, and um, just Napa, no, just, you know, 
to let everyone know in case you didn't. Napa is about a seven to eight hour drive from Los Angeles, depending on traffic, because it's traffic in L.A., you know. So that's the worst. And it's wine country. Exactly. Beautiful. We don't live too far away from Napa, I guess. We're, yeah, yeah, we do. We're quite a while. <laughs> we're like we're basically like Los pretty Angeles. Pretty much the same thing. Yeah, yeah it's like eight hours, yeah. So before this incident, Napa was known as a very safe community. It was described as having gorgeous scenery, mild temperatures, tons of local vineyards. And I mean, it is. You look it up. It is filled with vineyards. People, a lot of tourists go there. It's just, it's beautiful. So you're saying it's a great place to live? So Leslie and Adrian. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so Leslie and Adrian were 26 years old at the time. And Lauren was 27 years old. And this took place on October 31st, 2004, on Halloween night. And the three girls were at home. They're just passing out candy to all the trick-or-treaters. And, you know, they were like, oh, let's call it night. We're just going to go to bed. It was around 11 p.m. that night. So Leslie and Adrian went to their bedrooms, which were located upstairs. And Lauren went to bed in her room, which was located downstairs. But at around 2 a.m., this is now November 1st, 2004. Lauren woke up to her dog growling and a noise coming from upstairs. So she thought maybe like one of her roommates had left and she was coming home. Maybe one of them had invited a friend over and they were just hanging out. But she was like, that's weird, you know. And that's when she heard a blood curdling scream and then footsteps thumping down the stairs. So Lauren just fled out the back door into the backyard to go hide because she was terrified. The person had fled through the same window that he'd came in because he had broken, a, the, you know, this person had broken a window and they came out that same window. And unfortunately, Lauren never saw the person. After working up enough courage, she went back inside to check on her friends. And I can't imagine how terrifying that must be, at least knowing that this person left. But like having to go back in must be terrifying. So she went inside and she walked up the stairs and she actually heard crying and someone asking for help from Adrian's room. That's when she entered and she saw Leslie laying face down in a pool of blood. And then she was going to see if Adrian was okay. And that's when she slipped in all of their blood. And she saw Adrian, who was still somewhat alive. And then she just ran out to call 911. But someone actually had actually cut the phone line at the house. So she had to go call from her cell phone. So police showed up shortly after and they found out that the girls had been stabbed to death and investigators believed it wasn't a random attack. They believe Leslie was sleeping while she was murdered fairly quickly. This is when the, you know, the real investigation started. Um, they did find three cigarette butts that were camel Turkish golds and they also, they also found a few drops of blood. I believe it was on the outside of the house or on the, on like the blinds while, um, Likely it came from the killer, you know, hurting himself probably from stabbing because when someone has a a knife in their hand and, you know, they're just stabbing someone, it's like there's so much blood around. They're sure to like slip on that handle, you know, and then cut themselves on on their own knife. So I wonder if that's what happened, I'm assuming. So they were looking at people that Adrian and Leslie knew and just if anyone wanted to harm them, but they came across no one. Leslie was new to the area. Like, you know, I had mentioned she came from South Carolina so they thought maybe she met someone new and that person just wanted to hurt her for some reason. Uh, Leslie was a gorgeous girl. Uh, I mean, they both were, but she had a lot of boyfriends and her best friend said that none of them just seemed like killers to her. Then we got, um, we get to one of her ex-boyfriends, William Lee Youngblood Jr. She was really close to marrying him, actually, but his father, William Lee Youngblood Sr., was making her really uncomfortable. And that takes me back to the whole freaking Susan Powell episode that we did. Like, 
where her father-in-law was just being creepy with her. It was just like, what the hell is wrong with you guys? Like, it's disgusting. So even to the point where um, her and her, you know, the, uh, oh gosh, what was his name? William, after they had broke up, she moved to Napa and his father, William Sr., kept calling Leslie like several times. And he actually even called her a bunch of times that night on Halloween. They did rule him out as a suspect because William Sr. and Jr. gave their DNA and they did not match anything that was found on the scene. So they were ruled out. Adrian, on the other hand, had an off on again and off again boyfriend by the name of Christian Lee, but they also ruled him out as a suspect. The police did get a total of 218 DNA samples and did about 1,000 interviews, but nothing came up. While all of this investigation was going on, a girl named Lily, who was Adrian's best friend, was actually about to get married to her fiancé, Eric Copel. Lily invited Adrian's mom to the wedding, kind of in place for Adrian because, you know, that was her best friend. And they wanted her to say a speech since Adrian couldn't be there for her wedding. And they, and she did. And then um, they played Adrian's favorite song, which I believe was that Maroon 5 song. She will be loved. They played that Maroon 5. She will be loved to remember Adrian. So it wasn't until September 2005, 11 months after Leslie and Adrian were murdered, they found out that the saliva belonged to the killer, the saliva on the cigarettes that they had found. And that's when they told the public about what the what kind of cigarettes the uh, the killer smoked, which were the uh, Turkish golds. And with advanced DNA analysis, they could tell that the killer was a white male with light hair and light eyes, which I thought was pretty crazy for when this is 2004. Maybe not that crazy, but it seems crazy. Five days later, after putting this information out to the public, they finally made an arrest, and you will not believe who this person was. The person that they were uh, arrested was none other than Adrian's best friend's Lily's new husband, Eric Copel. The one that Adrian's mother attended and gave a speech about her, you know, her own daughter, and they played, you know, her song, and, like, the fucking killer was there at the wedding, and it was the fucking groom. <laughs> Blows my mind. This monster stood outside of Leslie, Adrian, and Lauren's house, smoking, obviously smoking several cigarettes before breaking in and brutally murdering Leslie and his wife's best friend, Adrian. I read that it was after they put out to the public that they had found those cigarettes and everything, and he just, like, started freaking out, and he just, like, knew that he was going to get caught. So he actually turned himself in, you know, after hearing all these details, and he just knew they were going to find him, so... It was made known that prior to the murders, Adrian was talking to Lily about maybe not even marrying Eric, and Lily did end up breaking off the engagement. And this is maybe potentially a reason why Eric got so angry and wanted to murder Adrian. He didn't really confess that, but it's just, you know, it could be a possibility. He did suffer from depression and suicidal thoughts his whole life. Uh, Eric did get sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Leslie and Adrian's mothers addressed Copel in court, and so did Lily, Eric's wife. Copel did apologize for what he had done while he was, like, crying in court. And sometimes, like, it's, like, it's hard to tell if this person actually is, like, remorseful if they're just doing this because now they're going to prison their whole yeah, life. Yeah, they they're just, probably remorseful because of that. Yeah. Because they're afraid what their future is going to hold. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, I mean, a selfish remorseful yeah. to me. Yeah. I mean, it, it is pretty you sad You plan out it, of a murder of three people? Two people, but yeah. Two people? Yeah. Yep. And, yeah. And now you're crying? Yeah, exactly. Shut up, little bitch. Exactly, yeah. 
he planned his actions on the death of his grandfather, which, you know, mixed with depression and he used, you know, he coped with alcohol and stuff. So he said that he was even going to kill himself instead of turning himself in. But he wanted the families to have closure. I don't know how true that is, but that's what he said. And later, Lily did divorce him. But for some reason, she did keep his last name. And crazy enough, there hadn't been a homicide in two years since that Halloween night. Uh, Adrian was a really tough girl, like, all the way through. There hasn't been a homicide. What what do you mean? In Napa. Napa, Like, in that area. There hadn't been a homicide in two years prior to this happening. Yeah. So, yeah, Adrian is just, like, she was, like, just a really tough girl, like, all the way through. Um, It just shows because when she was in high school, I believe, she was in a near-fatal car accident. The car she was in had rolled three times and Adrian hit her head on the pavement because her window was open at the time of the accident. She did suffer some memory loss, but that just shows like she just didn't give up. She continued with school and like she just thrived. And then this fucking happens to her. It's infuriating. Her best friend Lily stated after the accident, quote, there were a lot of physical obstacles to overcome and also emotional obstacles. Adrian's mother still actually drove her car around and stated, quote, this car is Adrian's car and I'm so pleased to be driving it. It Makes me feel so close to Adrian. I haven't changed the preset radio buttons. Every time I get in this car and turn on the radio, I feel very close to Adrian and every day is going to be a good day. I think I would do the same thing if I had someone's car. I wouldn't touch anything. I don't even know if I'd be able to drive it. So Leslie's mother spoke about her stating when she Quote, when she was a little girl, she used to say that she wanted to be a mother, a teacher, and a nurse and Miss America before she was 21 years old. So yeah, that's a horrible story of the two murders of Leslie and Adrian. I also, um, if you want to check it out, I watched a Forensic Files episode like on YouTube about it. So what do you think about all this? So do you think, okay, my, he, he, what was his main reason for killing them? He didn't come out with a reason. It was just it because, was kind of, it was because she left him. People were kind of no, well they no because they were married when it happened, or no 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 sorry they were about to get married when it happened. Um, but um, I believe it was Adrian who was Lily's best friend was the one that was like you know I don't think you should marry him. I was kind of talking her down. I don't think Eric liked that, so that's when she broke off the engagement with him, and, um, and they, they were actually they, supposed were to get they still together. Uh, I think I believe they were still together. So she just called off the engagement. She was like, I, I just don't want to get married right now. So then he's just. And so and I think he just kind of flipped and, you know, didn't was like, fuck this girl. Like he's she's breaking off our engagement. Like she has nothing to do with our relationship or something. I don't know. That's what I'm just assuming. But my, my and then my biggest thing is, too. Also, they were saying, like, this guy broke into the house, goes upstairs, murders those two girls, but doesn't touch Lauren. So it just shows you. But it seems like he had planned it for a while. He's sitting out there smoking cigarette after cigarette, like knowing that what he was about to do or wanted to do, you yeah. know? So that's the Napa Halloween murders. I'm going to have another Halloween episode next week. Sorry, this was late, guys. We went on vacation and thought we could do all of it in one day or over the weekend, but that didn't happen. So nope. This will be out on Halloween. It has to come out on Halloween, you guys. So follow me on Gruesome and Unnatural on Instagram. I'm posting. Wait, this one's coming out on Halloween? Yeah, Halloween's on Monday. No, not this one. Yeah, we're doing another today. one. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. The next okay. one's on Halloween. Falls on a Monday. Spooky. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening all the time and supporting our our little podcast. We appreciate it. Until next time, be safe and stay aware.